Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. <laughs> Who knows? We might even solve the case. I'm Ali Seaskull. And I'm Malieval Stetton. We've got our producer, Demon Voice Maria. I ran out of <laughs> rhyming things. We're running dry here. Nope, my voice is back to normal. Great. Oh, hot. First bit of exciting news, Webcrawler still has a Patreon. For access to our top secret Patreon page with bonus articles, videos, etc., and other member perks, go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2. Which is the price of a cup of coffee. Yes. We've reached $500, so we're doing monthly bonus episodes and videos. Also, we have already done one, but if we reach 1000 Melissa and I will do regular live streams. Yeah, we did one yesterday, we did so one yesterday. it works. Yeah, it works, and <laughs> we'll do things like Q&As. Yeah, like polls on what episodes to do. We'll answer your personal questions. Very personal questions. Very personal questions, um, and also uh, I'll do tarot card readings. Ooh, yeah. I did one on Instagram Live today. What's so funny? No, I was just it was not <laughs> laughing. I was just thinking like maybe a good way for people to want to watch those streams is to hint that maybe one day you'll do it topless. 
But like I knew you were going to say, but that. I'm just saying <laughs> because it's not that you have to, but that you put it out there that it could it happen. could happen. I was going to say Melissa will maybe show her feet. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys should be foot gals. I'm already on Wiki feeds. I'm not on Wiki. That's feet. shocking to me. I know it's because I'm I have a size ten foot. Wow. Melissa Stetton. I'm size Wiki eight feet. feet. If you want to send us some shoes. Yeah. I, I'm lying. I'm actually a size nine. If you want to send us shoes. Oh, wow. You've got a lot of feet on here. Oh, my God. It's there's a lot. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. From all my modeling photos. But this is a great collection of foot pics. I mean, at some angles, they look fine. You have a tattoo on your foot? I ha- yeah. On my ankle. I have a the state of Michigan. Oh, I didn't know that. I would never have known that had it not been for this WikiFeet page. Could you guys get Allie on WikiFeet? I mean, honestly. How do you, do you just submit someone? I guess you have to be like a member of WikiFeet. I don't know. So if any of our people who listen are members of WikiFeet. Do you have any pictures of your feet like on Instagram or like? I There's got to be. And also there's pictures of, well, there's that picture of my broken foot. Oh, right. Oh, that's real oh, swollen yeah. and gross. That would definitely oh, be. I think that's got to be. There's some that's, underground foot. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Foot on market there. that would be into that. There's a picture of me on Wiki Feet, but I'm wearing shoes, and Amanda's got sandals on. <laughs> oh, Amanda's on there. <laughs> yes. Erios gals of Wiki Feet. Yeah. If you donate to our Patreon, <laughs> one day Melissa and I will do a live stream, potentially me topless. And my feet, and which are famous on Wiki. It will just be my boobs and Melissa's feet. Nothing else. That's it. So anyways. Anyway. Also, we have great merch. If you want to buy something, you can go to webcrawlerspod.com or hothorse.horse. If you're nasty. If you're nasty. <laughs> if you have a subscription <laughs> to WikiFeet. Uh, we also have patrons. We have a lot of Patreon shout outs. Hell yeah. We got to give a special shout out to Carrie M. Yes, Carrie M. Hot yes, feet girl. Your hot way. feet, bimbo Carrie M. Hot, hot foot, bimbo <laughs> Carrie Morpheus. We got Crystal Y, Andreas L, Kelsey F, Ferris P, Capri Sunny. It's not a, I don't know if that's a real name. Do you think it's like the drink? Capri, Capri Sunny, Capri Sunny. Yes, that's, the, yes, okay. I don't know. Ryan D, Sydney M, Christine B, Nicholas F, Andrew B, and Meg and D. Hell yeah. What's the tattoo of? The state of Michigan. It's like an outline of Michigan. And then there's a heart where Kalamazoo is. Okay. I see it. Damn, I have you, a f- you still on WikiFeet. Wow. I am. I am. My sister and a couple of my friends, we all have the same tattoo. Oh, that's, that's so nice. Cute. And my friend, who's a tattoo artist in Kalamazoo, gave it to us. And he's like, wow, those look pretty good for someone who's on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> After the fat, we're like, you were tripping the whole time? Cool. Oh, my God. We should all get matching tattoos. We should. I've been trying to get a pistol shrimps tattoo mm-hmm. for years. Oh. I think I have a couple people on board. Well, I'll get like a little ghost. I'd get a ghost tattoo. Yeah. I don't. I'll Maria's watch. I'll wa- no, no, no. I'll watch. Okay. You can Maria get a henna tattoo. <laughs> I love to watch. Um, our weird... Our weird thing of the week, I would love to have her on to describe it. So we'll just hint at it. Okay, so producer Amanda Lund, who created Erios and produces some of the great shows here, whenever her husband is out of town, experiences supernatural activity in her house. 
It's crazy. And she'll send us like legitimate videos and pictures. Yeah. So we know it's happening. Yeah. Like a few weeks ago, there was some scratching in her attic. It ended up being what a rat or a rat. Yeah, but it's a little more intense than that. Yeah, it's more intense. It's a whole thing. But she sees things and hears things. Yeah, let's I'll read the text. She sent a couple of these over yeah. the past year. She said, Matt's out of town again. And I was seeing all sorts of crazy shit in the middle of the night. A man's figure standing outside my bedroom, and then it morphed into this sort of animal and lumbered away. No. And then I got up and walked out and looked into the office and saw two eyes staring at me. I assumed it was the cat. But then I walked into the living room and the cat was on the couch. Oh, no. And then Amanda said, I used to see these shadow people all the time as a kid, but I haven't in years. It was scary. Oh, weird. I wonder if she has the gift. sleep paralysis. Or maybe <laughs> <laughs> that too. She's, she has the shine. Yeah. So I don't know. Amanda, we'll have her on. If you're listening, call us. Call us. But you should tell them about that rat, why it was, why there was so much banging going on. Oh, so in her attic, there was like a scratching, dragging noise that she sent us a video of it. It ended up that the rat was stuck in a trap. It was horrible. And it was just trying to get the trap off it. So it was banging around for 24 hours. For 24 hours. And she had a guy come get it out of there. What is that sound effect? That was called dying soul. You should tell people that what the what was going on here. I found a website called um, scarysounds.com and now I'm running amok. This whole episode is going to be full of sound effects, so prepare yourselves. Yeah, it's going to be like exorcisms. So yeah, anyway, Amanda had she had to get a guy to come over and take it out and it was it, it got it got dark. Yeah, it was a whole spiel. Anyways, that being said, our topic today is real life possessions and exorcisms. Ooh. More for our spooktober shebang. Exciting. I don't believe in possessions or exorcisms or demons. Yeah, I don't. I, I believe don't really in either. ghosts, but I don't believe in that kind of stuff, the dark side of it. Yeah. Which is probably why the Ouija board I wasn't taking it that seriously. Mm-hmm. You say now, <laughs> after the fact, I don't know. I, mean, I was I know, here. I know I looked really scared, <laughs> but I was more scared that it was like a positive ghost. You were like, pretending. I get it. I was I pretending. Get it. I get it. I didn't think it was like a demon. Like, I thought it was probably... Well, whatever. Okay. But what does fascinate me is that the Vatican literally acknowledges possessions and exorcisms as a real and valid thing Uh, that's crazy i didn't know that yeah they acknowledge it they the pope trains priests on how to give exorcisms that's crazy like this is a 100 percent legitimate thing wow so on that note let's get into it and see See what what we we can can find find out out. that's new cue the music (laughs) (laughs) it is one of the most dramatic and profoundly controversial of all religious practices. Ah, it burns! I command you to depart from the servant of God. I have seen Satan. The fact that some priest using 12th century technology can cure somebody is absurd. I know what they look like. I know where they are in my body. You feel they're still there? No, they're gone. 
Okay, what is a possession? Well, a demonic possession is where individuals are supposed to be possessed by demons or devils. Symptoms of demonic possession include erased memories and personalities, convulsions, epileptic seizures and fits, and fainting as if one were dying. So when you are possessed and all physical illness and mental illness has been ruled out, you're supposed to exhibit the following behaviors. Superhuman strength, mm. like the Erickson twins who yes. ran into traffic. Or me on Adderall. Yes, <laughs> breaking into your ex-boyfriend's house. Yeah. Uh, speaking in tongues or languages that the victim cannot know, like all of a sudden you just start speaking Latin. Uh, revelation of knowledge, distant or hidden, that the victim cannot know, like you know things about the people around you, like how your priest's grandmother died. And blasphemous rage obscene hand gestures using profanity and an aversion to holy symbols or relics. And I was wondering, what about a voice overtaking a human body and speaking, Maria? <laughs> That's not on the list, but we should add it to the list. Yeah. You can't. You can't. <laughs> so the DSM-5, which is the psychiatric book of personality person- person- you know, disorders, it indicates that personality states of disassociative identity disorder may be interpreted as possession in some cultures. Yeah. So like what we see as a personality disorder, other people see as a demon in your body. Right. Yeah. But also, like, a lot of times people have epilepsy and they're, like, they're possessed. Right, because there's convulsions. Convulsions. So probably in the past, people would have thought that I ha- was possessed. Well, yeah. Which also, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not it's, wrong. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> it is a slippery slope. History of possession. The oldest references to demonic possession are from the Sumerians, who believe that all diseases of the body and mind were caused by sickness demons called Gidim or Gidim. (laughs) (laughs) Tomato, tomato. The priests who practiced exorcisms in these nations were called ashipu, sorcerers. Many cuneiform clay tablets contain prayers to certain gods asking for protection from demons, while others ask the gods to expel the demons that have invaded their bodies. So shamanic cultures also believe in demon possession and shamans performing exorcisms. In these cultures, diseases are often attributed to the presence of a vengeful spirit in the body of the patient. These spirits are more often the ghosts of animals or people wronged by the bearer. So the exorcism rites usually consisting of respectful offerings or sacrificial offerings. Mm. But what about the old-fashioned, demonic, Satan kind of possession? What we think of as, a, of as a possession is typically the Catholic version that we've seen in the movie The Exorcist. Right. Unlike what we've learned about the Temple of Satan, Catholics believe in both God and a literal devil. Demonic activity can take on six different forms, according to Catholicism. First, there's a literal possession, in which Satan or some demons take full possession of a person's body without their knowledge or consent so the victim is morally blameless i wonder if like in the vatican or whatever in like vatican city if you're possessed and you like murder someone if you get off if since they mental insanity yeah oh yeah i guess it would be insanity Two obsession which includes sudden attacks of irrationally obsessive thoughts usually culminating in uh, suicidal ideation and typically influences dreams three oppression in which there is no loss of consciousness or involuntary action but you're tormented by a series of misfortunes in business family and health so that feels kind of 
of like a demon's curse. Yeah. Four, external physical pain caused by Satan or some demon. Maybe that's when people like have like scratches on their body. Oh, like things like that or like things carved into their skin. Yeah. Five, infestation, which affects houses, things or animals. So like when your house is haunted or possessed. Or gets bed bugs. Or when you get bed bugs. Uh, subjectation, in which a person voluntarily submits to Satan or some demons. Like Melissa. Like Melissa. I've given like my you, life. you, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, scary laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the history of demonology. Demons are fallen angels who possess their own wills. There is a demon dictionary that lays out all the types of demons that can possess you. You can find it at deliriumsrealm.com slash demons. In Christian tradition, demons are fallen angels and have the same characteristics as their good angel counterparts, spiritual, immutable, and immortal. Demons do not have knowledge of everything, but they do typically have specific and vast knowledge about one subject. Like Rain Man. Exactly. Interesting. It's also believed that demons torment people during their life or through possession or simply by showing themselves before persons to frighten them or by provoking visions that could induce people to sin or to be afraid. Mm -hmm. Demons are also believed to try to tempt people into abandoning the faith, commit hearsay, turn themselves... Heresy. Did I say hearsay? (laughs) (laughs) Commit hearsay... No, girl. No, what is it? Heresy. (laughs) Heresy. Turn themselves pagan. Boing. (laughs) (laughs) Or venerate. I can't speak. I can't read. According to medieval grimery. (laughs) What are these terms? (laughs) Grimoires. Grimoires. Wow, there's okay. According to medieval grimoires, <laughs> I don't even grimoires? know that. I don't know that word. Where is this from? It's grimoires. It's from Wikipedia, but a, a grimoire is a spell book. Oh, I've never oh, heard of that. Yeah. According to medieval spell books, demons <laughs> each have a diabolical signature or seal with which they sign diabolical packs. These seals can also be used by a conjurer to summon and control the demons. The seals of a variety of demons are given in grimoires, such as the Great Book of St. Cyprian, Le Dragon Rouge, and the Lesser Key of Solomon. So you can draw the demon symbol and summon them, apparently. That's kind of tight. The History of Exorcism. People say that Jesus was actually the first exorcist. The first official guidelines for exorcism were established in 1614. So who can perform an exorcism and how do you get trained to give them? There is actually an international association of exorcists, wow. which is an organization formally recognized by the Vatican as of June 13, 2014. Oh, recent. Yeah, Yeah, it is recent. Because apparently the need for exorcisms is skyrocketing. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, as of recently. Founded by Pauline Gabrielle Amorth, who is a dude, but Pauline, 
Do you think that's how you pronounce his name? Well, maybe he's European. Yeah, he is European. He's Italian. Yeah. An Italian priest who has performed a buttload of exorcisms. A buttload? (laughs) (laughs) A morth who works as an exorcist in the um, Diocese of Rome started bringing Italian exorcists together in the 1980s in response to an upsurge of interest in Satanism and occult practices. Oh, sure. Yeah, the 80s. Satanic panic. He was trying to fight against that satanic panic. The first formal international association meeting was in 1994. Four and over 250 exorcists from 30 different countries attended. Wow. The Vatican held a special congregation in 2015, recently, oh. aimed at training priests and even lay people in understanding the differences between psychological and demonic issues. So in 2015, the Vatican... The Pope essentially got together all these exorcists and, like, brought them in a huge gathering to, like, inform them on how to do exorcisms. Insane. That's insane. Um, so the United States is home to about 50 recognized exorcists. Yeah. I wonder where they all live. Salem. Maybe. Oh, so where's this job? I literally Googled exorcism jobs, and this came up on, like, jobmonkey.com. <laughs> Craigslist. Like, this came up, no, this came up on, like, LinkedIn. <laughs> what it, it's a job title exorcist office roman catholic church description investigate the possessed and perform exorcisms necessary skills you have to have strong faith and understanding of exorcism rights your potential employers would be the roman catholic church pay how much do you think an exorcist makes maria well i would think they don't get paid if they're priests well you do you do priests get paid I they think. get paid. No, they do not. Right? Then how do they live? The the generosity the of, of the God. community. Yeah. Well, exorcists get paid apparently. Okay, I'd say they get paid ten thousand per exorcism. No, you're wrong. Priests get paid. Oh. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the medium annual salary salary salary. It says salary for clergy, and my brain was like, salary for clergy is forty five thousand seven forty. That ain't bad. No. No. Be oh, they don't members. have to pay taxes, though, do they? Well, the well, church well, doesn't have to pay taxes, but they're earning money, so they, they probably have to. have to pay taxes. No one's exempt from taxes. Well, religious uh, organizations are. Yeah, but the individual not isn't, the people, right? Yeah, the individual isn't an organization. Yeah, they have to. They, yeah, they have what are to these pay like income tax? You're making insane claims. I was told. About- <laughs> I was. I was misinformed. <laughs> Didn't you go to Catholic school? Yeah, I went oh, to yeah. like twelve years of Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was mis- grossly I was misinformed. <laughs> so the annual salary is that's what's posted in this job posting is thirty five to fifty thousand per year for exorcisms. That's wow. a decent salary. Yeah, but your life is on the line. <laughs> you could get killed. Yeah, or possessed. Or possessed. Yeah. But I also read that if you do exorcisms independently, you can make a lot more. Sure. Yeah. If you're freelance exorcism. If you freelance exorcism. You yeah. You can fill make, out your taxes differently. You can do like. Yeah. You, you could probably expense forms. a lot. You could probably make a hundred grand a year. You could expense the miles on your car. Yeah. yeah. And you you don't probably have to be a priest if you're a freelance exorcist. Yeah. You could just do like, you're like new agey. Yeah. Right, you could just be a new age exorcist. Yeah, I'm. I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maria. Yeah, but all the exorcists that I've seen on like TV are always like weirdos. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you can't right be in. normal to be an exorcist. Yeah, you gotta you be a little. Be. I bet if you were a good-looking, sharp-dressed exorcist, you'd clean up. 
Right. So that's why Maria and I should be exorcists. Yeah. Maria and you? You mean Melissa I and like, you? Do you guys think I have a brain tumor? I don't know. Uh, I just think you're always looking at me instead of Melissa when you say Melissa's name. And so you say my name. Like you want to say Melissa's, but you're always because... Maybe I need an exorcism. You have a demon living in your brain that wants... It's taking over your brain and it wants you to say Maria <laughs> instead of <laughs> Melissa. It wants you to confuse us. That is true. <laughs> It's causing chaos in the podcast. Yeah, that what's one of the signs of a demonic possession? Causing chaos. Yeah. yeah. I have a chaos demon in my brain. Yeah. Oh my God, we should look at the demon dictionary and see which one's a chaos demon so we know exactly what's in my brain. Yeah, we can draw the symbol and we can, <laughs> we can bring them here. No, we want to we get it out. Right, right, sure. Koranzen. Koranzen? Well, what's his phone number? Seriously. Karanzen is a demon or devil that originated in writing of occultists Edward Kelly and John Dee. In much the same way that Satan has been championed by some of those who object to God, Karanzen has been turned into a positive figure by some iconoclastic occultists, in particular chaos magicians, who object to what they see as the stultifying and restricted dogma of Thelema. Alistair Crowley and stuff. Thelemites. And his daughter. Yeah, Thelemites. There's so much history and like that it's almost you can't even fathom it like i'm on this delirium's realm right now and it's just like there's all of these figures and icons and demons and mythology and history that it almost makes your brain explode well Well, yeah yeah. that's that's what's happening (laughs) that's what's happening to you right (laughs) now But how could you ever know all of it that's why our podcast is going to go on for so long yeah you'll never get to the bottom of anything as a thoth Rules all time and space from a black throne at the center of chaos. A-Z-A-T-H-O-T-H. That's not in this realm one. Rules all time and space. (laughs) I like Beelzebub. I like that name. Yeah, that's a fun name. If you have a kid, you should name it Beelzebub. Yeah. You can call it B. Yeah. Short for Beelzebub. (laughs) (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're going to get into some real-life exorcisms that have happened because there have been plenty. Yes. Okay. Annalise Michael inspired the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, yeah. She was a young German woman, and she had struggled from an early age with mental illness. She was diagnosed with epileptic psychosis. Yeah, bitch. She also experienced depression and visual and auditory hallucinations, for which she was hospitalized, and over time her symptoms intensified. Both she and her Catholic family attributed her condition to demonic possession. Hmm. And beginning at 22, she underwent an intense 10 months of Catholic exorcism rites. Oof. Catholic. Why did I say Catholic? I don't know. <laughs> there was something, in the office. Was there weird. Was something wrong that with That was brain. really weird. Catholic. <laughs> I, maybe there's a carbon monoxide leak maybe. in the office. Uh, there is something maybe. crazy happening with my brain. Mine too, Melissa. Oh. Maybe it was the Ouija board. It was. We have to bury it. We do. We should. Let's bury it on Patreon. Yes. I we'll ba- we got to bury it on me. Patreon. <laughs> Topless and with our feet. <laughs> I won't wear any shoes. Can you not. imagine someone driving by? You guys with shovels. What with the top off? What with no, no we're shoes? we're not going to use shovels. Melissa's going to dig with <laughs> her feet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Both she and her Catholic family attributed her condition to demonic possession and beginning at 22, she underwent an intense 10 months of Catholic exorcism rites. Nearly 70 exorcisms were performed in secrecy under the order of the church. Damn. But in July 1976, Annalise passed away. An autopsy declared her death was the result of emaciation, malnutrition, and starvation at the hands of her priests and her family, who had, during the exorcisms, discontinued consultations with doctors. The family and priests involved were investigated. They were charged with negligent homicide and found guilty of manslaughter. They served six months in jail and three years probation. That's it? That's crazy. That poor girl. Next, we have the exorcism of Roland Doe, who was the inspiration for the movie and the book, The Exorcist. Roland Doe was an only child. He was especially close to his aunt, who identified as a spiritualist. The aunt introduced Roland to the spirit world and showed him how to use a Ouija board. His aunt died, and he was very distraught, so he tried to contact her via Ouija board. Soon, oh, I wonder if he used it alone. Oh, probably. That's one of the rules. You're not allowed to do that. that. Soon after, weird shit started happening. The family heard the sound of marching feet. Furniture moved on its own. Ordinary objects levitated or flew across rooms. Scratches appeared on the boy's body. Blessed objects, such as vials of holy water, smashed to the ground on their own accord. And religious pictures vibrated on the wall. Roland's parents had him examined by medical and psychiatric professionals. When no explanation found, they turned to their clergyman. The pastor arranged for the boys to spend the night with him for observation. That night, the minister heard vibrating sounds from Roland's bed and scratching sounds coming from the walls. He began the exorcism of Roland Doe without hesitation. 
The ritual was unsuccessful. So then they saw a Roman Catholic priest who attempted to exorcise the demon. This time, Roland tore a bedspring from his mattress and he cut the pastor. Oof. The cut required stitches and the exor- exorcism was put on hold. Roland went home with his family. While there, family members observed the words St. Louis appear across Roland's chest in blood. So they immediately took the train to St. Louis and they met up with uh, Reverend William S. Bodern. Oh, my God. Over a period of two months, Bodern performed the exorcism 30 times with Walter Halloran assisting and acting as a witness. Roland spat in the eyes of his rescuers, spoke in a deep, unnatural voice, and broke Halloran's nose. His bed shook violently. The words evil in hell appeared on his body, and the demonic forces left him. Holy moly. Yeah, so that's the inspiration for the actual the exorcism. Okay, so that is what we uh, are going to discuss about possessions and exorcisms for today. Yeah. Crazy that they're a real-life thing. They happen all the time, and they're on the rise. This time next year, Allie will probably be have a job position. Freelance exorcisms. Freelance exorcists. Raking in 100K a year wow. for freelancing. And not paying taxes. Not paying taxes, because Maria told me I don't have to. <laughs> and you can look into the International Association of Exorcists. Let's just give that a quick goob. Please remember, all Catholics are not Roman, but all Romans are Catholic. It sounds like a joke. Yeah, like, is a square a rectangle <laughs> or is a rectangle a square? Oh, my God. We were the original association and have helped over 38,000 people worldwide. They've done 38,000 exorcisms? That's too many. <laughs> Okay, here's how you join. All of our members are registered and issued a unique license number through the association. Each member is required to fulfill the requirements prior to being licensed. Those who are applying for the exorcist status must submit a copy of their ordination and a letter of good standing from their church. You need to complete the application and submit it via Gmail, complete the non-disclosure form and submit it via email, and submit all required letters. The email address is I-C-A-O-E-1 at gmail.com. That seems like so unofficial. The benefits. Certification with a license number listed in the directory. Ability to be contacted for local cases. Oh, wait. This is the best one. Access to the official Facebook group to discuss cases, learn new techniques, and dialogue with other exorcists worldwide we need There's to get into that Facebook group. There's an exorcist Facebook group. Yes, the official Facebook group of in. the International Catholic Association of Exorcists. For real, though, how do we hack the Facebook group? Yeah, we got to join. Okay, we, let's just look, though. Is this a t-shirt? Like, yeah. or, uh, the I, order of exorcists? I exercise for mental health. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Is wow. that something? I yes. bet it already exists. I bet there's a whole bunch of exorcism. Exercise? I thought you said exercise. Oh. oh. Okay. I don't see it. Maybe it's a private secret group. Well, I think that it's probably private. Yeah. But I guess our goal is to somehow get into it. Also, I'm just wondering, to be an exorcist assistant, do you have to be a priest? Oh, that's... Do you have to be an be intern? Pri- yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe we can just shoot them an email. Yeah, shoot them an email. No, don't put Melissa's name on there because they're going to find out she's part of the Church of Satan. And oh, gonna, yeah. Good point. That's a conflict of interest. Yeah, the Satanic Temple. Whatever. Or they're going to find out she's on WikiFeet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be a plus. Yeah, because they, they can't have sex, right? 
No. So there, there wasn't there something recently where the Pope is considering changing. Yeah. Because of Fleabag. Because he saw your wiki feet. <laughs> Wife, mother, assistant to exorcist. Oh, wow. After starting a load of laundry, sweeping her kitchen floor, <laughs> and sitting down to read, Maria, not her real name, answered her phone. It was her bitch bishop. Someone her bitch? Thinks- <laughs> her bitch bishop. <laughs> hey, bitch. It was her bishop. Someone thinks he might be possessed. Could she give him a call? Such is life for Maria, an assistant to her exorcist. Her child is an adult now, so she feels she must dedicate herself to this work. She has a master's in theology with a thesis in exorcism and deliverance and a PhD in theology with an emphasis on angelology and exorcism. As an assistant to an exorcist, Maria is one of the few people invited to attend continuing education where around 90 exorcists are present. It is held in the U.S., but the place is always secret. She took a Vatican-sponsored six-day course. Only someone who is an exorcist or sponsored by one and willing to pay their own expenses can take it. Okay, so you don't have to be a, you don't have to be a priest. You Great. can just be a Maria stay-at-home mom with a Ph.D. in angelology, angelo- angelology, exorcism, and theology. You can take online courses in exorcism at the international school of exorcism where is that there it's online courses online it's online courses cyberspace wow Wow. yeah there's bob larson's inner it's he's based in colorado bob larson we should we should reach out to him and talk to him okay to follow up oh wow and then you go to his website and it's it's legit because he's standing there with a crucifix and a Bible. Yeah, Bob Larson, the real exorcist, get your demons. The world's foremost expert on cults, the occult, and supernatural phenomena. He's going to have a seminar in, on January 10th in Pasadena. Wait, we've got to go. January 10th, let's go. We 100% need to go. How do we... Encounters by appointment only is he's going to do that in Pasadena too. I don't know. Burbank, December 13 and 14. Oh. That's even sooner. I wonder how much it costs to go to this. Yeah, we have to go. We'll say... I'll send them an email and get us our press passes again. Great. Perfect. Okay. So we're going to go to that. We'll do a follow-up episode once we actually go go. to this exorcism thing. And then maybe we'll get our online degrees to become exorcists. Can't wait. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) We're shipping around to try to make web crawlers potentially like a web series. Yes. If we get our exorcism license. Oh, my God. We can legit go to haunted haunted places and haunted people and exercise their demons. Oh, my God. Oh. Who's going to hire you guys? I will have my titties out exercising <laughs> I demons. I will not wear <laughs> shoes or socks. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine us doing with oh our online God. credential? Oh, my God. <laughs> with our online exorcism credential going to haunted houses exercising demons? Holy, wow. Holy water everywhere. Fuck, that's good. Now we're going to take a quick detour. You guys sent us in so many ghost stories that we want to put a few of them at the end of the show for you guys to enjoy. Yeah, we're going to read a couple right now. Yeah, so sit back and relax. Ghost stories from our listeners. Okay, this first one is from Astra. She says, the encounter I had was when I was in first grade. My family lived in a two-story house. Like any kid, I believed in the tooth fairy, so I had a tooth under my pillow, hoping I would get my $1 the next morning. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night to see my mom standing in the hallway. 
She was not facing my room. She was facing in the direction of the other bedroom where my dad was. She and my dad were talking about my toddler-aged brother, who had got sick that night. While my mom and dad were talking, I felt someone behind me taking the tooth from under my pillow and slipping the dollar under. Then they tucked me in, patted me on my shoulder, and then I didn't feel anything anymore. My eyes were wide open the whole time, staring at the doorway into the hallway. Besides the windows behind me, the doorway was the only way out since we were on the second floor. Oof. I laid there frozen for like five to ten minutes, just staring at the doorway, and nobody came out from behind me. Then I finally mustered up enough courage to look behind me, and of course, nothing was there. As a child, I was convinced the Tooth Fairy was real, but now that I'm an adult, I think it was just a guardian angel because I never felt like the spirit was going to hurt me. I was just more shocked that it was there in the first place. Oh my god, that's terrifying. So a Tooth Fairy ghost angel demon. Tooth Fairies are real, dude. Tooth Fairies are real. (laughs) Stay woke. The next story is Teddy Bear from Jocelyn. Hey, Allie, Melissa, and Maria. Love the podcast. In light of spooky October season, I think I have quite the story. I hope you don't mind that it's long. We don't. I have been living in denial for the past year with the fact that my apartment is haunted. The first occurrence happened when my boyfriend and I were both out of the house. We had a picture frame that kept falling off the wall. I rationalized that there was something wrong with the frame and how we've been hanging it. After a while, the frame finally stayed put. It hadn't fallen for about two months. I came back from work and saw the picture frame had fallen, but it was about six feet away from where it was hung and was placed diagonally on the floor in a place where it logically would not fall. Mm. To better explain, it was leaning against the wall from one of the corners of the frame. No breaks, no scratches, nothing. I thought my boyfriend had been home when the frame fallen and just awkwardly placed the frame in that position and left. I texted him about it, and he said he hadn't been home all day. I was spooked and just decided to brush it off and thought, maybe, just maybe, there was an earthquake, and that's how the frame landed that far and in that position. No. No. Incorrect. (laughs) She said, I also had some occurrences when I was in the shower. I always felt like someone entered the bathroom while I was showering. When I felt someone entering, I could see the silhouette of a human figure. I can never tell the gender, but it was relatively the same height of my boyfriend. Sometimes I would peek out to see if my boyfriend is playing with me and no one would be there. I would just brush it off and think it was my own mind playing tricks. However, one night where I knew my boyfriend was going to work late, I decided to shower like I usually do when I come home from work. I heard a single knock on the bathroom door. My boyfriend often does one single knock when I'm in the bathroom to annoy me. I thought it was him and thought he came home early from work. Excited, I yelled, hi baby, and he didn't open the door. I just thought, oh, he didn't hear me. I just continued down with my shower and I heard another single knock probably about two to three minutes after the first single knock. I just said, yes, thinking that it was my boyfriend again trying to mess around. He didn't come in and I just continued. About one to two minutes from that knock, I heard another single knock, again, thinking it was my boyfriend, and I giggled and said, hee hee hee, get in! Oh, oh no. <laughs> he didn't come in. I finished my shower and dried up and opened the door excitedly, thinking he was home and no one was home. Oh no. I called my boyfriend to make sure it wasn't him. He answered and told me he was still at work and asked me to see if I locked the door because I have a bad habit of not locking the front door. You always gotta lock your door. Yes. 
I checked and it was locked. I knew for a fact that I was not alone. He got out of work to make sure I was fine, and I texted my coworker, who introduced me to your podcast, nice. to let her know of the occurrence. She was also spooked, but managed to talk me down. Finally, I calmed down and went about my night. <sighs> However, recently, weird things would occur while we're sleeping. One night, I was having a rough sleep. I had a bad dream, and I tend to lucid dream. Ooh. Cool. But it wasn't working, and I couldn't get my brain and body to react. If I don't like something in my dream, I literally tell it, I do not like you here. Leave now. And it was beginning to frustrate me that it wasn't working. Finally, I felt three squeezes on my left arm, and I woke up violently thinking I was late to work. I yelled, oh, shit, I'm late. But it was dark, and I checked the time, and it was around 2.30 a.m., So I calmed down and tried to fall back asleep. When we woke up, I asked my boyfriend if I was on his side of the bed or just too close to him because I felt him squeeze my arm three times, and he told me that he didn't touch me. I just concluded I had a spasm, which led my body to jerk violently. About a month later, the day I'm writing this to you, my boyfriend and I both experienced something the same night at the same time. Around 1 a.m., my boyfriend woke up because he thought I was tapping him from under his pillow. Mm -mm. I knew I was facing him, but I'm sure my hands were cupping my face, which is how I normally sleep. We find (laughs) that's nice. It's precious. (laughs) We finally fell back asleep, and when we woke up, both our phones were about to die, which was weird because we both plug in our phones before we go to sleep, and they were definitely charging. We also rarely unplug our chargers from the wall. When I grabbed my phone, it still felt plugged into the outlet, and I thought my charger was just not working. I decided to make sure it was plugged in, but a teddy bear I had kept under the bed was holding the charger. Nope. The stranger part is that the teddy bear was originally more towards the middle of the bed. There is no way it could have moved next to the outlet unless someone physically moved it there. Or unless the bear moved itself. Yes. The bear was now next to the outlet and holding my charger. No. Soon after my boyfriend got up, he checked his phone charger and it was also unplugged from his outlet. This was too much of a coincidence that it happened to both of us on the same night. Oh, no. Oh Can I say something? Yes. Anna Bear. What? <laughs> Annabelle with a bear. Like Anna Bear. Yeah, okay. She should sell that bear on eBay. <gasps> eBay, haunted bear. Loves phone chargers. Oh, my God. She says, I'm not quick to say it's a ghost because I tend... Bitch, it was a ghost. Bitch, it was a ghost. (laughs) Because I tend to brush it off and find things to debunk the weird activity because that's how I cope with things. I do believe in ghosts, but I think if I accept that there's a ghost, I'm afraid that I welcome it Mm. and allow it to pull more strange activity. Anyway, I know this is a long one, but I do think something is up in my apartment and I would love your input. I hope you enjoyed my strange happenings. Keep on spooking. Hugs, Jocelyn. P.S. If you don't mind, please give a shout out to Jazz, my co-worker, for introducing me to the podcast. What up, what Jazz? You should put spooky music under these stories. Oh, I do. Yeah. Do you not listen no. to these? Oh, that's Maria. I've been doing well, it for Maria months. Listen to the podcast. I well, always put spooky I don't music. Have time. Uh, no. I get it. Too busy being. Yeah, you possessed. have a ghost. Yeah, that's definitely a ghost. But here's the thing: if it doesn't, it, maybe it's just trying to get your attention. If it doesn't seem menacing, yeah, it's tapping you on the back. It was staring at her with her cord in its hand. Yeah, that's w- maybe just say hi. I acknowledge you. 
If you mean ill will, I'm asking you to leave. I acknowledge your presence. I know you're here. Please stop bothering me. Throw that bear in the trash. Or put the bear in the closet and see if he can get out. That's even scarier, though. Oh, no. Yeah, but then you'd know. Yeah, that's true. I had a weird experience that when the, the frame thing reminded me. I've, like, always had weird ghost experiences. Like, one time, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was someone upstairs dropping um, something. Okay. This is a one-story building. <laughs> no, we're the only ones here. here. This, this building hasn't been occupied for 50 years. <laughs> um, one time I was, like, in bed with a boyfriend at the time, and the bed started shaking. It was not, and there was no earthquake. Like the bed was legitimately shaking. And it's not the first time that's happened to me. Like I've been in bed before where the bed like just starts shaking and I just deal with it. I'm like, I let it shake and then I just go back to bed. But I was in bed with someone else when it happened. Was it a water bed? No. Was it a bed bed. on rollers? No. (laughs) It was just legit. Were you in a hospital? Those old 1940s hospital beds? 150 getting electroshock. And he was like, he was like, what's happening? And I had to be like, it's fine. And I had to be like, go away. And then the bed stopped shaking. But recently, I swear to God, and this reminded me of it. And I like have just been dismissing it as like something weird. I have a plant that hangs above, like I have a window and I have a plant that hangs on the curtain rod. And the past, like over the past few weeks, I'll come home and it will be in the middle of my room. Wait, what? What? Yeah. And it literally in the middle of my room. Like placed there? Yes. And I'll be like, oh, it must have just fallen down. And I'm like, how did it get that far, though? It's weird. And I'm like, but also, how could it even just like fall? Like, because it's it's like attached to the curtain rod. So I'm really confused. And then the other day, I was like at my parents for a few days. And then I came home and it was in the middle of my room broken. Was it standing upwards or was it like on its side? No, standing upwards. Uh yeah, no, that's you got to get a ring camera or something. Oh, get it. You get have it, get to get a you camera. have to film that. Because that was another thing where I was like, is maybe someone breaking into my apartment? But like nothing's ever gone or stolen. Maybe they're watering your plants. Yeah. Well, it's also a fake plant. I left out. That oh, OK. <laughs> I only have fake plants. In I my think apartment. you need to. That's something that you need to get to the bottom of. But you know what's interesting? Two, I know two people who have lived in my apartment before me and they both say it's haunted. The same exact yeah, apartment? The same unit. I was oh. like grandfathered in twice. And they both were like, that place is haunted. But I don't feel like a bad energy there. But I I do feel a little spooktastic. You know, I used to live in a haunted apartment. You did? Really? I used to live at the Villa Elaine Mm. on Vine and Fountain. Man Ray used to live in my apartment. Who's that? Man Ray, the artist. Monet? (laughs) Manet? He was friends with the guy who was the real Black Dahlia killer. Stop. Okay, well, that's up for debate. And well, then, you okay, know, Man, Man Ray. Ray, visual artist. Oh, Emmanuel Radinsky. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. <laughs> well, is the, what you said. <laughs> the guy who <laughs> killed the Black Dahlia. <laughs> so this guy who most likely killed the Black Darius. B- Black Dahlia. <laughs> Darius. The Black Darius Rucker. <laughs> Steve Hodel. Man Ray has an, a photograph that looks similar to how the Black Dahlia was displayed. Mm, shut up. And so this guy, Steve Hodel, was friends with Man Ray, and people think he was inspired by Man Ray's art. Was he a porno guy? No. Okay, so he lived in your apartment. Yes, I lived in the same unit. Okay. As Man Ray. 
and this guy, Steve Hodell, has been over there. So I may have lived in the apartment where the Black Dahlia killer has been. Washed his dirty hands. Yes. I looked up Man Ray, and there's some... Yeah, he's a very famous artist. Inappropriate stuff came up. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's Melissa's wiki feet. <laughs> oh, God. Wow, that's crazy. So what would go on in there? Who knows? You didn't have any s- <laughs> encounters. <laughs> you said you set this no, up by no, saying no, your no. apartment was haunted, and then... <laughs> no, nothing ever, nothing ever happened to me. You just wanted to tell that story. I just wanted to brag. You just wanted to find a way to finally tell that story. Uh, well, if you have any uh, more ghost stories or anything, October is coming to a close, but we always love your crazy stories. Stories about anything, please email us and let us know. Uh, where can people contact us, Melissa? You can email us a lot. <laughs> what is oh happening? Oh, my God. You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod. We're on Reddit. We got a Facebook group. We're on Patreon. We got all sorts of stuff. Yes, and donate to our Patreon for uh, fun videos, uh, Skype sessions, and more, and bonus access to uh, stuff you wouldn't find elsewhere. And also, we need more reviews. Oh, yeah, they've stopped coming in. I don't don't understand what's happening. We have way more listeners than we have reviews. And What's they, wrong they, with there you There hasn't been a new one in a couple weeks. No, it's weird. Oh, shit. We Guys, need some reviews. We need some reviews. So uh, review us, please. Please. <laughs> Give us five stars. Review us. Yeah, even you just plop in there five stars, say good. Great. That's, That's all, all you gotta need. do. One word. Do it right now while you're listening. Yeah, while you're listening, just plop just on right now. Just do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait five seconds, and you can just plop on we'll right now. We'll count to five. And one, then we'll say goodbye. Two. One. Four. Two. Okay, <laughs> wait, let's start over. Okay. One. one Two, three, four, five. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. An Erio's original. Powered by ACAST. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.